guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And today we're shifting focus. We'll be getting into, into some more speaking and listening down the line. But today I want to do a little study skill. Stages of the memory process. Now, before we even start, how I learn is I read it. I write about it. I speak about it. I'm able to retain that probably 95% plus of the time versus just reading and not speaking about it. Now, there was a guy I saw recently on the train, but I didn't approach him because, of course, that's kind of like the past. I don't want to go back into the past, but it was a colleague I used to work with. He ended up coming across uh, the, what is it, the book called uh, Dale Carnegie's How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. It was one of the greatest books ever written. He put it on the bulletin board, of course, in the teacher's room, and again, if you're around teachers whose goals are to be as negative and complaining filled as possible, again, it's going to change. And that, that ultimately ended up getting taken down too. But nonetheless, what we have here is he just read the book chapter by chapter by chapter. He finished it and he said, that was a very good book. I said, listen, this isn't a novel. This isn't something that you just, you read it and then you forget about it. This is something you need to apply to your life. So my stages of memory process, I become what I speak about. I become it. I don't just read it and forget it. I become it. So a way of using the brain to improve memory can work in four different stages. We have four stages. One is taking in information, okay? That's what a lot of people do. They absorb information. Number two is retaining it. That's the short-term memory. So that's basically what he did. But if you retain it, it's going to go away in X amount of what? Days, months, weeks, whatever you want to call it. But encoding it is very good. That's called interacting with the information that you have learned. See, then it ultimately gets stored into your long-term memory. And then recalling it is retrieving or remembering the information. And how do I recall it? Is when I speak about it. See, I do all four stages and I didn't even know I was doing all four stages because I would always just read something and I always hear Jim Quick. Well, I used to hear Jim Quick speak about this when I listened to him probably a year or two years ago. And he would say, don't you, don't you get frustrated when you learn something and then you forget it within two minutes? That's because you're only taking it in. That's stage one. You need the other three stages. So short-term is something you could probably talk about over the day, two days, whatever it may be, but you need to encode it. You need to interact with that information. I always interact with the information I receive. So if you look at a lot of my Instagram TV videos, you will have seen that, oh my God, wow, you hear something, you find it very interesting and you speak about it. Yeah, that's basically me interacting with the information I received and I recall it by going back in the past, which I do by providing a lot of examples and speaking about it as it pertains to what I'm speaking about at that given moment. Does that make sense? So what you must understand people is that you need to discuss some questions before we even get into this and then I have a flow chart for you. So the questions are, what skills and techniques do you use when trying to take information in? Right? Do you use it by uh, taking notes, highlighting, writing research questions, whatever it may be? That's what I used to do when I studied only. Now, 
if you are in school for whatever reason, I remember when I was back in school, those wonderful days, dental assistant to be most, uh, to be very, very specific. I would highlight everything, but I never spoke about the information. So I always reached stage two, but I never reached stage three or stage four, which made it difficult for me to take tests. Now, yes, I would get B's, but I would never get A's. See, this is why people at John Hopkins and Duke and all the Ivy Leagues, they're excellent at information just because they use the four stages. They don't use stage one only. They don't use stage two only. If you use sta those four stages, listen, you're going to get into any university in the world. That's how it works. So again, that's what I try telling my students out here in terms of the test taking capabilities and something that I'm gonna have to speak about, you know, coming up because I think this is the most important piece of information in the world right now. So ask yourself this, what skills, what things do you do to try to take in information? Number two, what skills and techniques do you use for memorizing information? Okay, do you group things together? D uh, definitions, you know what I mean? This is in terms of academics. And how many times do you review it so you can store it into your long-term memory? Let me give you an example. I'm no longer in school. I'm giving you folks in school out there examples, but for people who are not in school, now, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, one of the greatest books ever. Of course, every book I read is just phenomenal. Okay, you got Dr. Joe Dispenza, Napoleon Hill, Dale Carnegie, uh, Lisa Nichols. Oh my God, there are just so many out there. Uh, Gary Vee's crushing it. Yeah, so what do I do? in terms of storing that into my long-term memory? Well, by YouTube videos and podcasts. Podcasts is tough because I only reached two stages. I don't really write things down. There's only one time I wrote down some things and that had to be last year and I hurry up and spoke about it because I thought it was very, very important and I put it onto my personal development podcast. Um, but when it came to you know my YouTube video, if I hear Lisa Nichols, I always reach the first and second stage but if it's something very interesting, I write about it in a newsletter form on my website, or I just hurry up and speak about it. So I hurry up and get stage three and stage four. And so I listen to this over and over and over. I've listened to Lisa Nichols' Abundance book now uh, many of times. I've listened to Napoleon Hill's Positive Mental Attitude after I read it. I still go back and I reread over all of those books, people, because again, the, I, the first time I listened, I retain it a different way from the second time, the third time, the fourth time that I listen. Okay. And again, this is what I do uh, like with books. And this is, this is why I talk about personal development. And I go into these podcasts on my personal development podcast because I review each book. So it could be a chapter, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. And then I'm like, dude, these three paragraphs are really good. I can relate it to my life. So what I'm going to do, I read them. I'm going to write about it. And then I'm going to speak about it. And then what I do, I review it at the very, very end too. And then it just gets stored away within my memory. I don't forget any of that because I become it. And any example, anything that I come across in my daily life that relates to it, I'm always going to have a trigger. Boom. That goes back to that book and said, oh, Napoleon Hill talked about that. So guys. How do you remember new vocabulary? I'm going to make this very good. English vocabulary is what we're talking about today. So what I want you to do is complete the flow chart that you see on my blog, okay? Describing the best techniques, okay? So taking in information, retaining it, 
encoding it and recalling it. I want you guys to explain to me how do you memorize new vocabulary. It's funny because if we actually think about it, I always retain the bad words more than the good words. Why? There's an emotional reaction behind it. Something that I use on a daily basis when I'm commuting, okay? Uh, 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 or I could say, okay, uh, I remember those because I take the taxi often. They have to be actionable, not just a bunch of big words that you're never going to use in your life. People, we don't speak like a thesaurus, all right? And if you do, that's very, very unnatural. Although it could be very fitting and very wonderful because some of the UK parliament, they speak with that. And I think it's just unbelievably fascinating. But we don't speak like that on everyday, you know, interaction because you could scare the hell out of a lot of people and people don't know those big ass words you're talking about. So with that being said, guys, Fiery Podcast here. If you guys have any questions, please let me know and stay tuned for more. I'm your host. As always, over and out.